Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. All right, we're coming out of the gates red hot, white hot, whatever you guys want to call it this NFL season. All is right with the world, right? Notre Dame, Wisconsin, downtown in a few hours. Justin Fields making his first start as a Chicago Bear tomorrow. And with the Circa Million picks, we backed up our 5-0 and perfecto in week one with a strong, not spotless, but strong week two. We went 4-1. and to make it nine and one on the season, nine and one. Want to get into this? Yeah, I was saying Raiders last week on the show. If you were with us, something happened. Got cold feet. Whatever. It's my fault. Pulled the Raiders out. Put the Browns in. That's early loss. That's it. You're wondering what the one is. That's the one. The only loser. Uh, I know better to do that as a better, but uh, no complaints with nine and one. We are on to week number three. I am broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. All right, I'm done patting myself on the back for a few minutes about the Circa Million Three standings. All the way near the top, near the top. Hopefully we're in the mix in a couple weeks from now when the quarterly is a wrap. But uh, I was taking a look, counting down. Okay, how many teams do I have to catch? One, two, three. Oh, it looks like there's 12. 12 went 10 and 0. And I go over the list. Wait a second. I know that name. I happen to know that name from gambling Twitter. And he's really into Chicago sports. His handle is at bets by Bob at bets by Bob. We welcome him into early odds right here on sports radio, six seventy. the score, Bob, congrats on your 10 and 0 start. My friend, well, we all know how tough it is with NFL sides, but to go perfect in back-to-back weeks. I don't remember uh, ever doing that when we're talking about 10 games in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, definitely some some good luck involved with that. But I feel like I, I made some good plays and had to sweat a couple of them out. But yeah, 10-0, that's uh, pretty impressive. I'm pretty happy with the start. And how can you not be at that point? Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll get to uh, the picks coming up in a few minutes. 
But we know how this is the sharpest market in the world as far as uh, sports betting goes. So we had a week one and we, we all had our opinions. Many of us bet into those opinions throughout the offseason. And then week two is overreaction week. And it feels like it's going to get a whole lot tougher in week three. And there's going to be some separation, right? Definitely. Yeah. Week two, there was some some big overreaction that the Colts number was. Uh, I thought that should have been below three. Um, the Bills being so low and they just absolutely smoked the Dolphins. I thought that was a pretty big overreaction too. And now, uh, now lines are getting tighter and definitely not as many jumping off the board for this week's uh, selections that are jumping at me so far. I feel like the last time I, uh, I checked your Twitter handle and maybe when I started following you, you had maybe 2000 followers. And, and now I'm looking this morning and I see 25,000. <laughs> like, wait, when did, when did all of this happen? Honestly, it's been the last year. Uh, I was I was at like two thousand. I was up, I think up to like five thousand, and then college basketball came this year, and it was a, a season to remember. It was unreal. I think I was getting like five thousand followers a month for four straight months. Is college basketball your best sport? Yeah, yeah. College basketball, and then football, and then baseball. Any college hoops tips? Tips as far as like game by game or just, like just, early what, season. What it, what what is your approach? Uh, do you focus on a conference or two? Do you try to try to handle everything? I really kind of uh, take the broad aspect. I like to focus on the smaller ones. I'm a I'm a UK Kentucky fan because my wife went to Kentucky and I didn't have an allegiance, so I I pay a lot of attention to the SEC. But no, I uh, kind of run my own numbers and compare them with some some other guys that run numbers and the Ken Palms and the. Mm-hmm. Has the metrics of the world and just kind of how I go about it. Feels like that edge is gone. They just take the Ken Palm numbers and that's your uh, that's your line every day now. Yeah, so that's actually I almost enjoy that more because I can grab numbers that I see on Ken Palm that I know what they're going to open at, and I have a different number and I can grab opening numbers and grabbing openers in college basketball is is where I do really well. Uh, so one of the reasons I, I believe we connected over Twitter, obviously sports betting space, but I also noticed you're big into Chicago sports. So I assumed that you were in Chicago or at one point you were in the area. So that's not the case. You've never been in Chicago, right? I have never lived in Chicago. Uh, my wow. parents both born and raised there and they had moved out to San Diego about a year before I was born and I have been born and raised in San Diego and I've been here for the last 30 something years now. Did you take every team from Chicago? I took the bears, the bulls, the Blackhawks, and the Cubs did not go. take the white Sox. <laughs> Can't take them both. You know how it goes. And I had WGN out here when I would get off school. Mm. So all the Cubs games are on. It was, it was so easy to grow up in a Chicago house being a Cubs fan on the West coast. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's break down this week three slate. That's why everyone's listening. Uh, this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. You guys are hearing from uh, two people that are fighting it out at the top of the circuit million. I'm lucky enough to go nine and one over the first two weeks. And my guest at Bets by Bob on Twitter, he is a perfect 10 and 0. And we fully admit there is plenty of luck, especially with these tight, tight NFL sides. Well, Bobby, why don't you kick it off as the guest? Bring me to any specific NFL game you're thinking that you have a strong opinion on for this weekend. So, I mean, it only makes sense to start with the Chicago Bears. Um, That was the first one that jumped out to me. 
um, catching seven on the road with field starting, man, he's an upgrade if anything over Andy Dalton. And I feel like now that he he's going in this game, he's preparing to start. He's going to have a full week to prepare. He's not expecting to just go, jump in for sporadic plays and the bears should be able to keep this within, within a touchdown. The Browns were neck and neck with the Texans all last weekend until finally pulling away. They're hurt on wide receiver. OBJ might be back, but if he's even 100%, who knows, coming off that ACL surgery. I think Fields, this is his moment to shine. This is his his time to prove that he's ready, and this is a perfect spot to do it on the road in a hostile environment. The Browns fans are going to be up and ready to go, and I think Bears can keep this one close. Their defense is, is good again this year. See, that's the big question with me. Of course, everyone in Chicago going wild about the fields move out of necessity. It doesn't seem like that's what Matt Nagy wanted to do. They wanted to wait at least another week, I would say, until that Lions game in week four. But uh, that's the big question here. It looks like they have a real corner in Jalen Johnson. So that's good. But in week one, you have a superb play caller in McVeigh, and he really exploited that bear secondary. A lot of mistakes on their own, just some stupid stuff from some players. We're not used to seeing uh, that poor play from, and then you look better, but you look better against probably the worst head coach and play caller in the NFL with Zach Taylor. So uh, another test here up against the reigning coach of the year, in Stefanski, uh, to your point about Cleveland, the injury report does not look great for them this week. One of their strengths is that offensive line, and they're missing multiple starters uh, throughout the week. They, they say that Baker is 100% healthy. He left that Texans game that you were just referencing for a little bit. But, yeah, I can't wait to see what Fields looks like. And the big question is, you understand this as a Bears fan, what is Matt Nagy planning? Is he going to build something around fields or is he going to be stubborn like he has been uh, throughout his tenure here and hey you have to fit his offense you have to be a drop back passer or is he going to build around fields get him on the move use some more bootleg I wasn't a Trubisky fan at all but I do feel that he failed in that department not putting his quarterback in a position to succeed what do you think I totally agree. He didn't, he didn't use the athleticism of Trubisky and I really hope he doesn't make the same mistake with fields. They both have the ability to make plays with their legs and he needs to run more of those read option RPO plays and open that playbook up for him. He's a, he's a gifted athlete, things that he can make happen. You saw the run for the first down that he had the other day was really impressive. Just breaking some tackles. And those are things that Andy Dalton can't do. He just needs to trust him. Bob, you mentioned uh, you run your own numbers, so obviously that's a big part of your handicapping. But in in a spot like this, you know it's going to give a jolt to that entire locker room. And there are a lot of guys in there, they want the better quarterback out there. And now the better quarterback is going to be starting the game. Uh, Do you take that into account? I do. Um, It doesn't change my numbers too much, but you have to take those situational. You know that locker room is going to rally around fields. They're going to be there. That offensive line is going to want to step up, give him that extra time to make make those throws he needs to make. And, you know, those receivers are going to want to make plays for him. We did drop touchdown for him in the end zone last week, and his stat line would have looked totally different if he pulled that in. Okay, very good. Bears plus seven. And by the way, there are some spots you can find seven and a half. So we always recommend that you shop around here on early odds. All right, I'm going to give a play that I'm taking a look at, and and I want to get your thoughts. And this one, let's go with a favorite. They gave us a line of uh, five on this one, I believe. 
Uh, the Titans are five-point favorites against the Colts. They looked much better last week. Obviously, they pull off the road upset as six-and-a-half-point dogs at Seattle. So, uh, so maybe they're going to figure things out after Arthur Smith ended up leaving them. But this is more of a Colts fade, and it might end up being a popular one. Wentz, he sprained two ankles somehow, uh, so he has not been practicing this week. They uh, call up the practice squad guy. Not a good sign. Eason, his limited action did not look very good. I, I'm not sure which is worse. Would it be a hobbled Wentz? So you take away the mobility there, or would it be a, a healthy Eason? I don't think it's a good situation either way. And through two weeks, this Colts defense has just been horrendous. Uh, the look at was three and a half. It opened at six, but uh, it seems like we've settled in at that five area, maybe it ends up climbing uh, before we get to kick off tomorrow. I'm probably going to lay it here with the Titans. Uh, I'm expecting a route. I'm not big on laying these uh, larger point spreads, but I am going to, I'm going to go this way uh, with Tennessee. What do you think, Bob? I would agree. That is the only way you can really look in this one. If Wentz was healthy, I would totally be looking the other way because Tennessee cannot get to opposing quarterbacks. And if he had time, sit in the pocket, kind of dissect a defense. I feel like he can make this a game, but without him being healthy and who knows how Easton's going to be, uh, I feel like this is their game to lose. The Titans should uh, should roll easily. And like you said, the Colts defense hasn't been up to standard with what they were expecting, but we're kind of in no man's land with that. Five, I think Circa gave us five and a half, actually. Five but and a half? Okay. Five, five and a half, six. That's all kind of no man's land as far as uh, probabilities of pushes and outcomes there. So I feel like anything under six, you kind of have to lay it there at home. Look for Henry to get plenty of touches again and Tannehill. Mm-hmm. To, he has Julio and AJ Brown to throw to, and it should be a Titans touchdown win or more. And I, I agree with your side there. I, I did uh, see some improvement in the connection between Tannehill and Julio. I, I assumed it would take a little bit of time, but I wasn't expecting week two. We'll see if uh, that carries over to week number three. And uh, but for that struggling Colts defense, it's, the start of the season for them, it's just been one thing after another. It, it's hard to back them right now, even though they did uh, cover last week against the Rams. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, at Bets by Bob on Twitter, off to a Perfect 10 and 0 start in the circa million. I'm uh, one game behind. I'm going to be a, a good sweat for the quarterly, hopefully, because that means both of us have winning weeks here and uh, we are still in the mix. So Bob gave you the bears. I gave you the Titans. Uh, Bobby, why don't you take us to our next game? So the next game I have circled for this week is the Falcons catching three in New York against the giants. Uh, the Falcons are 0 and two. They've put out, Two stinkers, one against the Bucks, which if you looked at the final score, you'd say it was a blowout, but it was it was a game for, for a while until the end, and they just kind of pulled away. Um, the Giants are off extra rest from their Thursday night game against Washington, and I am not the biggest Daniel Jones believer. <laughs> I have this, this number below three of the Giants. Just a slight favorite, but pretty much a pick them. And I, I was really surprised to see catching a full field goal here. And mm-hmm. that, that's just too much for me. I think this is a field goal game either way. And I honestly think that the Falcons win this game straight up. I like what you're thinking, man. I had the same reaction. Hold on. The Giants are favored by a full field goal. 
Really? Exactly. So, to Matt Ryan and all those weapons. Like, I know the defense is bad, but I I don't make the Giants a, a field goal favorite. Yeah, and it got really ugly late in the game against the Bucks. You you had a couple of uh, pick sixes. I did notice. I mean, it's the Bucks offense. They're one of the best going right now. Uh, I didn't like the way that the Falcons defense looked once AJ Terrell went down and he's dealing with a concussion, but that's not going to sway me on this pick. I agree with you. I think the F- Falcons pull off the upset, but I'm getting a field goal. I think that's just uh, that's just a locked in play. These Giants weapons that uh, Danny Dimes does have, like they're limited every day. Galladay and Saquon and Ingram, they're already dealing with these sorts of issues. And I I think we're going to quickly find out about this Washington football team defense teams. They dominated all terrible, terrible quarterbacks. And maybe people believe Matt Ryan is that right now, but Falcons are a team that we expect under Arthur Smith to, to improve. It might take a little bit of time until they get things figured out and get it ramped up. But uh, a lot of the reports in the off season were saying that it was going to be a slow process at Atlanta. Yep, and that total is still sitting at like 47. This there's not gonna be a ton of scoring in this game. I, I could totally see like a, a Falcons 24-21 win, something like that. Yes. I, I always try to remind the audience that there are a lot of trends out there that can sound like they're actionable, but a lot of them aren't. And I want to get your thoughts on the 0-2 ATS trend that's making the rounds this week since we're heading into week three. That over the last five years, teams 0-2 ATS, Atlanta Falcons 0-2 ATS, uh, they hit at a clip of 68%. If we go back to the last 11 years, they hit at a clip of 61%. And so a lot of times these trends, they, they begin them when they start to hit. So it sounds better. Like it sounds like it's actionable. But with this one, I think there's something to it. I'm not blindly betting the five teams that are 0-2 ATS, but it actually makes a lot of sense because in many of those cases, those teams also have 0-2 records. And even though it's so early in the season, they're in a big-time desperate spot. I mean, teams go 0-3, 0-4. That's when coaches get fired. Absolutely. I am not a big trends guy myself. I, I did not know that trend until you just pointed it out to me. But it does make sense. Um, that's when bookmakers, people, bettors, they all overreact. I, I First other one that comes to mind is the Jaguars. They're catching over a touchdown at home to the Cardinals. And I get Trevor Lawrence as a rookie, but that seems like a lot. I could see a full flat seven, but getting the hook on top of that and everyone, no one wants any part of Jacksonville. And, but I also have heard they haven't had a single play inside the red zone this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that that's a little deterring, but. At the same time, like they're they've made the biggest adjustment, but it feels like it's been a little too much. Yeah, it brings some value, whether it's the winning side or not. It brings the extra value to the numbers when they go zero and two. Speaking of a little bit too much, yeah, the Jaguars are underdogs by more than a touchdown at home. I'm not saying that's it. Arizona is going to be the most public side of the week. They've impressed. Kyler Murray's going to win the MVP. Everybody's talking about it. Uh but the other one, I don't have a play on this game. But the other one that just feels like it's a little bit already, too much. You, I know, you know where, where I'm go. going. I know exactly where you're going. We're going to my yep. high? Yep. Isn't that crazy? The Jets catching 10 to the Broncos. I get the Jets are bad, but the Broncos should be laying 10 and a half to anybody. 
It was 11 and a half. I, I know. It, <laughs> it, but I still have not brought myself to, to put real money on the Jets right now. Their offensive line is awful. They don't give any time for passing plays to develop. And I mean, he threw four picks, I think, was it on Sunday? And uh, yeah, four picks in his first 10 passes. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I knew it was bad, but I didn't, I didn't watch much of that game. I was I had all five of my picks going in the morning last uh-huh. Sunday. So I was I was focused on plenty of other things, but I, I caught that box score. Yeah. I, I can't bring myself to bet the Jets. My partner in the contest has talked me out of the Jets a couple of times, and, I, and I've thanked him multiple times <laughs> for doing that. But um, that's too much. And, yeah, the other thing, Zach Wilson can't play, right? He's, he's done. It's never going to work out in New York. I'm sure he's just getting hammered out there. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a team with a win total of 8.5. I like the Denver Broncos. Maybe Vic Fangio's the coach of the year this year. Maybe. Uh, used to be a Bears D coordinator. You know that. But they're now they're laying eleven and a half. A Teddy Bridgewater team laying eleven and a half, laying whatever the number is. It just fe- it feels like, uh, yeah, we've gone a little bit too far. So I guess my way of acting on it, but even though I'm not doing it with real money, is I'm avoiding the Broncos with every survivor pick as I hope for chaos this weekend. I I avoided them too. Uh, the Cardinals are a survivor of mine, and I have the Panthers as one of mine. But I wanted no part of that Jets Broncos game. The Broncos defense is getting a lot of credit, and they're good, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're that good. Playing mile high is a, a tough task for anybody, but they'll turn it around. And Broncos will Bronco. They're they're not a a ten win team like they're being projected as right now. Yeah, well, somebody in that division has to start losing some games at some point. There's going to be a last-place team there, so uh, that'll be fascinating to watch. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, is at Bets by Bob on Twitter. You should give him a follow. He uh, tweets out free picks just about every single day all over at NFL, college football, college basketball, everything. Uh, fantastic follow, and he's 10-0 in the Circa Million. I'm uh, 9-1 on his tail. Maybe I'll catch him this week. We'll see. Uh, we do agree on the Falcons, though. We just went over that a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Bobby, a couple more minutes here uh, to throw a couple games at you. Get your quick thoughts that I'm considering. Let me throw one at you. All right, let's hear it. We've got the Dolphins without Tua going to Vegas. Everybody's now high on the Raiders. Remember, they uh, were 2-0 last year to start the season. And here we go again. Uh, they've covered the number in both games. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, what, was he really that bad? It was just a game that just got away from Miami with the quarterback change early on. Uh, Brissett, he's been through the rodeo before. He knows what he's doing. Now he's had a full week of uh, practice and a game plan here, and the Dolphins are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I saw that move from three-and-a-half. I believe it was the car news because there was some worries about his health, but uh, they came out this week. He's completely fine. Ankles uh, good to go. They do have some injuries on the offensive line they were dealing with. Jacobs did not play last week, but that didn't impact them uh, too much. Banking on some overreaction here. I'm taking a lean with the Dolphins plus four and a half. What do you think? That's the only way I would look. Um, The numbers actually creeping back down to three and a half again. It looks like. Um, Yeah, this was a spot I had circled. This is just a classic letdown spot. The Raiders go on the road. They they win their opening game on Monday Night Football as a good-sized dog. 
Then they go and win outright in Pittsburgh. Defense looked good, but Carr was a little, a little shaky at the end. And he's healthy. But he says he's healthy. I'm not sure how healthy he is. And like you said, uh, Reset knows what he's doing. That the Dolphins' defense is good. They have plenty of weapons to to keep the deep threat that Oakland has. And uh, Josh Jacobs is still dealing with turf toe. I don't know if he's going to go, and if he does, how effective is he going to be? And I think that the Dolphins are they're just kind of getting overlooked here and everyone's jumping to, to back the Raiders and this line still seems to be trending Miami's way, which, which is usually a good indicator of some sharp people know something that some other people don't. Quarterback health seems to be the theme of the week. And this one, I, I'm not sure that it's going to be much of a downgrade. We'll see. We'll see. Just to lean there. Uh, but, Bob, you, you mentioned the Bears and the Falcons. I also uh, will be on Atlanta and taking a look at Tennessee. Any other games you have a quick thought on? Uh, the the Saints-Patriots game is a very intriguing one. Uh, Saints just got embarrassed by Denver. Jameis is going to Jameis some games, but there's there's plenty of talent there. The Saints' defense is questionable. Uh, there is some significant injuries there, but looks like we should have a couple people coming back. And the Patriots are at home one and one, right? Because yep. they lost that game that they should have won in week one. Correct. Yeah. Um, I would look to lay the points there with the Patriots. I think they are the better team. They, they have a good defense that can contain Jameis. They can force him to throw deep and make some mistakes and capitalize. I'm a big Mac Jones fan. I have a couple of uh, rookie of the year there tickets sit in my pocket mm. that I got at like 10 to one that look great at the moment, <laughs> but so I think they can keep it up. They have, they have the defense and he has weapons on, on the offense and Belichick still seems to know what he's doing and pulling the right strings until uh, Tom Brady comes back to town. And that's going to be a, a totally different story. And New Orleans. I mean, is there a tougher team to handicap right now? The way I, they looked in week one versus week two. It's two. It was two totally different teams that showed up. So I am not going to have this on my uh, circuit picks, but yeah. it was, it's just a fascinating game to me. The number feels right where it is, like where, right where it should be. The Patriots probably about a pick them on a, on a neutral. It feels right. And I would lean the Patriots there. If anything, just because the, the injuries on the saints defense, mostly. Lattimore has been limited uh, throughout the week. That's a big one. That's a big one. We saw the impact in week one uh, that he made on that Saints defense going up against Aaron Rodgers. Terrific information at Bets by Bob on Twitter. Great follow. Tweets out free picks all the time. Uh, it's great, Bobby. I'm glad we could catch up here. And uh, I know you're in Vegas this weekend, so really appreciate the time and uh, best of luck. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was it was a pleasure chatting some football, and we'll have to do this again soon. Hopefully, we're uh, seeing each other's names at the top of the leaderboard after Sunday. Indeed. So I mentioned that I like the Titans and Falcons with Bob there. The picks are due this afternoon. So after the show, we're going to nail it down, get those five official picks in, and I will share them on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. It'll be posted on my Twitter page there today. Wish us luck. I wish you luck. We have some big-time college football at 11 a.m. over at Soldier Field on the lakefront. Let's break down Notre Dame-Wisconsin with one of the best handicappers around, Kenny White. 
Thank you for listening to Early Odds every Saturday morning, 8 to 9, on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Score Listener line is open 24-7-365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome to your weekend. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturdays, Sports Radio 670. The Score. At last check, Notre Dame, a five-and-a-half point dog against Wisconsin over at Soldier Field. Was up to six-and-a-half midweek. We hit on this matchup with handicapping legend Kenny White this week on BetQL Daily. Listen up. Yeah, and they were supposed to play last year, uh, but COVID canceled that game. That was going to be at Lambeau. So this was kind of a home-and-home home series, Wisconsin home, home game in Lambeau, Notre Dame's home game in Chicago. Um, I don't think Notre Dame's getting any respect for that because I believe the fans will be about 70-30 to, to the Irish in this game, which will give them uh, at least one or two points home field advantage. Uh, these two teams are very evenly uh, matched. The offenses are both top 10 offenses. Uh, the defenses, Wisconsin, I've ranked 16th, Notre Dame 21st. Um, I believe the difference in the game is uh, the quarterbacks. Uh, Graham Mertz has struggled out of the gate. Uh, less than seven yards a pass, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Doesn't seem to have much confidence where Jack Cohen 
is playing with uh, you know a new new team. He's got a new atmosphere. He's happy. He's he's back in the saddle. And you know what? He's got a chip on his shoulder because he did lose his job last year to Graham Mertz. He did lose it first to injury, but then they they could have played him, but they didn't. So this is a guy that's probably on a mission this weekend. I love it because you know what? He doesn't even have to win for me to win. I'm taking six and a half with the Irish. I do lean to the under. Yeah, we're on the same page. It, it, it's amazing. The uh, the quarterback that they kind of kicked to the curb there and Jack Cohen, he's now playing for Notre Dame. And he's all right. You know, they're, they're mixing in their, their athletic quarterback too uh, to get involved with the run game. Uh, Notre Dame, I wouldn't say they've been impressive with their 3-0 and start, especially with Florida State and Toledo. What did you think of last week, that matchup with Purdue? I, I thought there were some reasons – to be optimistic for the Irish. We knew about the changeover at defensive coordinator, uh, nearly a brand new offensive line, but uh, we didn't see turnovers out of Cohen last week, and they weren't giving up the big plays like they were in weeks one and two, Kenny. Yeah, Joe, you bring up a great point, and, and I look at it like this. I watched the Florida State game. That was the win one for the Gipper game of all Gipper games with Bobby Bowden, uh, and Florida State played inspirational. And then they get a quarterback, McKenzie Milton, who hasn't played in two years, and he comes off the bench and, and inspires the team even that much more. They tie the game. Notre Dame actually wins it. Uh, they get through that week. That was an emotional win for Notre Dame. Then they played Toledo. They took Toledo completely lightly. They, did, they didn't think Toledo was any good. They thought they could walk on the field with their 20-plus game winning streak at home and just win, and that didn't happen. But they pulled the game out. Last week, they knew they had to come to play. They played against a very well-coached Purdue football team that's well-coached offensively as well. And they shut their offense down, and they did what they had to do. And I don't think that score um, that score was a lot closer than the way the Irish played that game. So I, they know what they're up against here in this one. I think they've played kind of vanilla football so far. I think they're going to show a lot more in week four against Wisconsin. Kenny, what's your read on Oklahoma? It's been disappointing so far, have not you know popped the way some people thought they would, could be a, a team in, in the national title picture before the season started. 17.5-point favors this week. They didn't cover against Nebraska last week. Do you think things are about to change? Rattler hasn't been that impressive so far. How do you read Oklahoma in this game against West Virginia? Yeah, you know, this is uh, the year of the upset. I, I've been saying it for a couple months that there, this is going to be the greatest year of college football. Uh, because there's so many players, over 1,600 players playing that are uh, super seniors, and that's never happened before. And teams like Toledo and Tulane and teams like that have 10 guys back that they would have never had back. They're that much better. They're four or five points better than they've ever been because of all that experience. And you know what? Tulane is – this guy at Tulane, Willie Fritz, is one of the best coaches in the country no one knows about. This guy can coach football. He should be coaching at one of the big-time programs, and he probably will in a couple of years, and it might be next year. So they caught Oklahoma by complete surprise. Oklahoma did not know how good that football team was. But when the Sooners had to, they stepped on their neck for about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. It was complete domination. And then they said, this game's over. And then Tulane got back in it because they're that well coached. And then the Nebraska game. Nebraska's a lot better than people think. They're going to be up and down a little bit because there's a little bit going on there with Scott Frost, but they have some really good athletes. They're a good football team. This West Virginia team is not as good as Nebraska. Uh, they are building. Neil Brown is a good coach, came from Troy. Uh, I think he's going to do a very good job at West Virginia, but right now I just don't think he has the athletes. He doesn't have the quarterback. OG is a below-average college quarterback. Uh, against the top 25, Neil Brown is 0-6 straight up, 2-4 and ATS in his start at West Virginia. On the other side, Oklahoma is my third best offense in the country and fifth best defense. 
And you better believe uh, head coaches all over this team for that close battle they played last week. They will be well prepared to come out in this game, and I think it's a blowout. They blew out West Virginia in 2019, 52-14. It's not going to be that big of a blowout, but I think they win by three to four touchdowns. Yeah, Kenny, uh, Oklahoma is not the only powerhouse that hasn't lost, but they don't look great. Uh, That Clemson offense has struggled, uh, which has surprised many people. I, I like that, the year of the upset. Are there any specific upsets that you like this weekend? I'm on a lot of dogs this weekend, and there'll be okay. quite a few upsets. Uh, you know, I like Boston College, and they're they were getting three. I took three with them. That's games down to down to one and a half now. I'm on Kent State. I know that they're 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 a pretty good dog. I do like NC State against Clemson, and in this spot, you know, I love Clemson. They were my number one ranked team at, at the beginning of the year. They still have my, the number one defense in the country. They're the best defense. I know Georgia looked great. Uh, but Clemson's defense hasn't done anything to not look great. They, they're that good. Their offense has struggled, obviously, but they're going to be okay. They lost two NFL receivers and, and one of the best running backs in the country in ETN. Uh, they lost a lot of firepower. So DJU was able to pl- perform very well last year with two great wide receivers and a great running back. He doesn't have that around him yet, but those guys there are NFL guys, and they just needed a little bit of experience and continuity. I hope they don't get it this week. Last week, Clemson got held to 14 points by Georgia Tech, who has my 40th-ranked defense. NC State has my 7th-ranked defense. This defense is absolutely loaded with talent, size, speed, and experience, and that's the strength of this NC State football team. That's why I've got them rated so high. I think NC State can battle Clemson here. I think it's a correlated parlay with two top-10 defenses, a struggling offense, and a 36th-ranked offense. That this game is going to be very low scoring points at a premium. That correlation is very easily NC State plus the points at home and under. That was Kenny White this week on BetQL Daily. If you want to hear that interview in full, other interviews, or sports betting conversations, check out the BetQL Daily podcast. The show airs live weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app under the BetQL network. 105.9 FM HD2, if you have an HD radio, twitch.tv slash betql, and the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Early odds contributor Jim Miller has football and pony picks next. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early odds listeners, when you bet with PointsBet, the proud partner of Hawthorne Racecourse, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the PointsBet app now and use the code THESCORE to get your first risk-free bet up to $2,000. And you can complete your registration in less than a minute at one of our three convenient locations in Crestwood, Prospect Heights, or over at Hawthorne Racecourse where Jim Miller is there just about every single day for many, many hours uh, of his life. Jim Miller, our weekly contributor here on Early Odds. Joe Ostrowski with you. What's going on, Jim? Well, I'll tell you, it's been busy each and every week now that football's back and going, Joe, and it was really busy for week two of the NFL. Things evened out a little bit for the results of some of the games. The beloved Bears got their job done, so that was a good thing. And now we go on to, to what could be a very confusing week three for me. Yeah, in week three, it's still taking place in September, so that's good for all you points bet bettors out there. Keep using points bet on these NFL sides. No juice throughout the month of September, so no juice for week number three. What's on your mind? What are you eyeing for uh, this coming Sunday and Monday? 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, you look at matchups and you look at totals. And, and, we, and we've seen odd shift and point total shift from anywhere from six and a half to eight and a half in games throughout the course of the week and the line movement on games. And you see the overreaction that we've seen based on how a teams are playing a week one, moving to week two. But you get three games in Tampa and the Rams, which is a really good game. You get Green Bay and the Niners on Sunday night, which is a great Sunday night game. And the Packers are, are going, going to be getting points. And then what do you do with the Bears now that we know Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback? That line's sitting right there at a touchdown. I don't know what to expect out of them either. And there's so many totals this week where those numbers are right around seven or eight. It's a really tough week to figure out. Isn't it amazing with this Bears game that when it first popped, uh, the Browns were favored by seven and a half points and the betting market believes that a rookie who has not made a career start yet, and we've seen these other rookie quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round, have their early struggles, including Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Mac Jones has been okay. That's why he's the favorite for the offensive rookie of the year. But he hasn't been anything great. It's not like he's uh, looking like Justin Herbert of 2020. It's amazing to me that people still say, yeah, you know what, rookie quarterback, I don't care. I think he's better than Andy Dalton right now. So uh, the point spread came down a tick. Yeah, and, and here's the thing about it, too. And you made one good point there, Joe. Talk about offensive rookie of the year. Justin Fields right now, I wouldn't surprise me if he vaults to number two. He already is. Before this week. Okay, I figured yeah. he would be because <laughs> you're looking at some guys who got off to such a poor start. And you're right. Mac Jones has been okay. But yeah, Justin Fields, he he probably should be the number two. If he has a good week, he probably becomes your favorite. But you're right. What do you do with a game like this when that number is right around a touchdown where we know Cleveland's good, but we also saw the Bears defense show us what we expected to see out of them last week against Cincinnati. And you and I both agree Cincinnati's not very good. But man, a touchdown is, is kind of right at that number. To me, if it goes to seven and a half, Maybe you do look to play the Bears a little bit. You and I talked about the total. The total could probably be the best way to go in the end. Yeah, and Jim, you mentioned some of the great games that we have this weekend. The Bears game is early. Then in the afternoon part, you talked about the Bucks and the Rams, the favorite flip midweek because people were scratching their heads saying, are, we, are you serious? Tampa right. Bay, who you could argue is the best team going right now, they're an underdog. Well, then that flipped over to make them a favorite. It wouldn't surprise me if we have some movement there. A lot of people using the underdog, whichever team it is, using the underdog as a teaser leg. Uh, Sunday night football is going to be terrific. Packers in primetime again, this time against the Niners. It could be, uh, this is another game that could be your potential yeah. NFC championship. And sneaky for me, I think it's because of the points that we're going to see, but sneaky good is Seahawks and Vikings. This is do or die for Minnesota. They drop this game at home, their home opener against Seattle, then they're 0-3, and Cleveland is coming up next week. Mike Zimmer could be gone after a month. Well, and think about it, too. I mean, they are so close to being 2-0 and and leading leading the division, and instead right. they're 0-2. And, and I feel so bad for a friend of mine, Paul Allen, who's the radio announcer for the Vikes. You listen oh. to his call. And I mean, he puts his heart on the line every single time and to think it went through and then it didn't. And then just to hear just the, just the complete, just, oh, out of him was, I, I felt so badly for him, but you know what? That's how Vikings fans are feeling. And here's the thing. The Seahawks are good. We don't think the Vikings are that good. I think Seattle makes the Vikings 0-3. I think it could be a, a close game. And you're right. By week four, 
Vikings could be looking for a new coach. Paul Allen is so good. I watched uh, the replay of his call on that missed field goal like 10 times. So I went into, of course, a YouTube wormhole and I started looking up some other calls where uh, the Vikings fail in the end due to a kicker or a touchdown by the Cardinals at the end or when Paul Allen's up in the booth, basically screaming at Brett Favre for a dumb throw. This is not Detroit, man. It's a Super Bowl. And that's the thing. And he is. He, I mean, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I yeah. mean, think about it. He's had to go through what Blair Walsh sh- shanking one. But then you have the miracle down down in New Orleans. So, so I mean, he's had the highs. He's had the lows. Yeah. And it's cool for me because during the summer, Paul Allen calls horse races at Canterbury Park. So this is a guy that we know from the horse racing end of things, too. But so many people know him as the radio voice of the Vikings. He's such an incredible listen. He's so enjoyable. He loves the team so much. You feel so badly for a guy like him when you're seeing the way that they're losing games, knowing that he's calling it and knowing just that he does. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Jim, Sunday night football is always a big decision for the books because all the parlays for the day, money line parlay, ATS, whatever, they're all tied to the last game of the night. It's usually a good one. Uh, tomorrow night, it's going to be the Packers at the Niners. What's the special going on over at PointsBet? Well, the special points, but is a cool one. And it's nice because points, but has this great partnership with NBC and with Sunday night football being on NBC, you see the first $20 wager on that game. It's whatever wager you're going to put on that game becomes a risk-free wager. Meaning if you don't hit that wager, you're going to get $20 back in site credit to place another wager. So this is going on for Sunday night football. They've done it the first two weeks. They're doing it for this game. And this is a, again, a really interesting game, Joe, because it's not often you see the Packers as the underdog. Everybody loves betting the Packers, and you, right now you're seeing them getting three and a half. We'll see if that line shifts as we get closer to Sunday night, but this is. It's going to be a really good game. Anything with the horses today? You know what? Here's the biggest thing to focus on for the horses. Tonight is our night of champions at Hawthorne. It's 11 stakes races, $1 million in purses. This is a night that kind of closes out our harness meet. The official closing night is tomorrow night, but this is our big night. So if people want to come out, they can come out, watch and wager on all the races. And the focus is going to be on race number 11. We have the high five wager, which has a $100,000 carryover. It's a mandatory payout. You have to pick the first five horses in order. It's only a 20 cent wager, but come on out. You know what? Just play random numbers like you would the lottery. If you're going to hit on this, it could pay very well, but that's what we're going to focus on on Saturday night. Weekly early odds contributor, Jim Miller here. Jim, we appreciate your time. Let's do this again next week. Oh, you got it. Good luck, Joe. And remember, it's the last weekend with that fantastic offer from PointsBet. No juice on all NFL sides, so take advantage. No reason to bet 11 to win 10. Bet 10 to win 10 to make it fair. Let's have another winning week. Gave you some of my favorite NFL picks. I'll tweet out the official final five for week number three today at Joe0670 at Joe0670. We dissected the NFL card with at bets by Bob, who is 10 and 0 this year. I'm one back. Kenny White on college football. If you missed any of that, use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Strowski podcast. Back on the score Tuesday through Friday, like usual, on all four shows. And I host BetQL Daily with Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth. Weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. Find us on 105.9 FM HD2, the Odyssey app, under the BetQL network and twitch.tv slash betql. Thanks to all that have checked out the pod. 
was told we've been smashing our monthly download records by over 50% with time left in the month. So appreciate each and every one of you. Up next, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw, White Sox General Manager Rick Hahn at 10 a.m. Cash some tickets. Sure, Rick hopes you cash those Sox World Series tickets. And uh, keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.